T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next hour here on WBEN. How's everybody doing? Uh, all right. Going to be a fun uh, Tuesday. Joe Beamer, I uh, might hear from him later this hour. He'll be in for David Bellavia coming up at 10 o'clock. Um, Want to get to a few different things here. 803-0930 to join me throughout the morning here on WBEN. Um, what, I Got to start with the spin zone. We, I always think it's interesting. So earlier this morning we spoke with Steve Greenberg, Siena Polling. Uh, they're out with a new poll, uh, a bunch of different things. Um, governor's race, of course, uh, not many surprises there. But they also asked uh, about attitudes toward abortion. Uh, with the Supreme Court overturning uh, Roe v. Wade and what New Yorkers think about the decision. And I want to show you this. So this is just spin zone at work and how you can take numbers and kind of, uh, you know, twist them the same numbers to make them look exactly how you want. So this is the question. If you look at the uh, tabs sent by Siena Research, they asked, do you think, and this is going out to New Yorkers, the, the people they asked, do you think... Abortion should be always legal, mostly legal, mostly illegal, or always illegal. So, you know, break it down into four categories. And then, of course, there's a lot of leeway there. Mostly legal, mostly illegal. You know, what is it, exactly does that mean? There's a, not a definition associated with it. But both of those, you know, are with some sort of restriction. But anyways, here's the breakdown. Uh, of all New Yorkers, 44% said always legal, 30% said mostly legal, 16% mostly illegal, 5% always illegal, and uh, 6% say they don't know, just didn't answer. So now, how does this uh, come up as a spin zone? Well, you could go uh, at the head of the release from Siena Research, and both of these are true, by the way which this is like the amazing part of it. Both of these are true. Uh, and they said nearly three-quarters of New Yorkers think abortion should always or mostly be legal. And that's true based on the numbers. But spin zone, you know, how do you want to take it? You could also say, <laughs> looking at that exact same breakdown that I gave you right there, that a slight majority, 51% of New Yorkers, say that there should be some restrictions on abortion. Same numbers, same questions, same research, uh, same answers, and everything like that. Two different ways of looking at that. So just spin zone uh, 101 to start the day here on WBEN. Something to keep in mind when you, whenever you look at any story 
anything out there in the news. There's always a couple of different ways you could uh, maybe spin that into your uh, favor. Well, all right. So I was uh, having I, I want to know about your driving habits. Because I, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was on my uh, worst behavior yesterday while I was behind the wheel. I want to think of your driving habits. And how, how mellow or tense are you when you're behind the wheel? Are you a cool customer? Or are you uh, ready to use that horn at a moment's notice? This is what happened to me yesterday. So I was going down Brighton Road last night, going to west down Brighton Road at around 7 o'clock. And uh, if you don't know Brighton, Brighton in the town of Tonawanda, redone a few years ago, pretty nice. Uh, one lane in each direction, there's a turning lane in the middle. All right, so I'm going down Brighton. Picture it in your head. One lane in each direction, turning lane in the middle. The speed limit's like, it's got to be like 30 or 35. It's around like 35 or something. Because there's a school right there. You got a Ken East. Yeah, Ken East. I, I get them confused all the time. You got a school right there. You got the library. You have uh, the pharmacy. There's a few houses. It's like residential-ish. It's like 35 miles an hour. You're just kind of cruising down one lane in each direction. So I'm cruising down Brighton, going west, uh, back to North Tonawanda last night. Got the family in the car. And, you know, I'm doing the speed limit or whatever. And then, of course, uh, behind me, uh, you know, I see someone start to ride up right on my town. Some lady in an Equinox, of course. You know, the most aggressive of cars. Chevy Equinox owners. I say, of course, only because it's like that. That's what everybody drives. You don't believe me? You're on the road right now. Look, start counting between now and you get to work or wherever you're going. <laughs> You'll see like 10 of them. But anyways, uh, you know, some lady behind me riding on my tail. And then in a whole, you know, I when things are just like unbelievable to me or just like egregious, I call it hilarious because I generally find it pretty funny. In a what I will call a hilarious move, revs the engine of that Equinox, pulls into the turning lane in the middle to pass me and cut me off. Seven o'clock on a Monday night. I'm going down Brighton. You know, I'm going like 35 miles an hour. I don't, you know, how fast are you supposed to go down Brighton in that area? And just, vroom, right, you know, cuts me off. Cuts me off heading toward a red light, of course, because it's Brighton. You know, it's not. You're not cutting me off on Sheridan or the Boulevard or something like that. You're cutting me off on a road with a bunch of red lights that go quite frequently. It's a residential area. So, all right, and and I'm not. By the way, I'm not going egregiously slow. I'll, I'll just make that sure. I'm just. I'm going the speed you normally go on that road. It's a narrow road too. So she cuts me off. And, of course, goes right to the red light. And that's where, you know, she cuts me off and I might have uh, throw, thrown a finger up there. <laughs> it was my pinky finger. 
And, uh, you know, I'm like, what, what's going on? You know, my wife's next to me just shaking her head. Yeah, you know, some drivers. That's her reaction. She's in the passenger seat trying to be cool and collected. Uh, but then, so she's at a red light, right? I like somebody on the text board. Three equinoxes since I just mentioned it in the last minute and a half on the road. I keep counting. You'll see them. So she's at the red light, of course, right in front of me. Of course. And then I get ready to be a jerk because I can see into the future. And I know exactly what's going to happen next. And I can and I I have a little bit more of a an appreciation for this, for uh elderly wisdom. Not that I'm elderly. I'm working my way there, but the wisdom that comes with age. I think, like, so, suddenly, I think after uh, my son was born, it hits me. Like, when, when you start to have to teach somebody everything, and you kind of, like, realize that part of it where it's like, oh, this, you know, kitty's going to go through all this stuff that I went through, and I know what's going to happen. And, like, that's probably how my parents felt and their parents felt. And then, like, you get older, you accumulate all this wisdom. I start to have like an appreciation for that. The, the people who say, I've seen it all before. And like one day you realize, oh, they kind of have. Like, I know what you mean. Like, not all of it. You didn't see like Genghis Khan, but generally speaking, I've seen it all before. And that's starting to be me. I'm not there yet, but in your 30s, you start to know some things that you didn't know when you were younger. And this is one of those moments where it's like, yes, I can see into the future. And I know exactly what's going to happen, so I prepared myself. Because we're waiting at the red light, and I'm right behind the person who just cut me off. Go on Brighton on a one late, you know, there's no, no reason to cut me off. That's the part. I'm like, cut me off, I don't care. But there's just no reason. So they're right in front of me at the red light, and I know what's going to happen. Because I know if you're a driver like that, and you're at the red light, I know. I just know. You're not paying attention. So I know when that light turns green, you're going to be looking down at your phone or something like that, and you were in such a hurry two seconds ago to get to this red light. But I know when that turns green, you're not going to be paying attention. So what do I do? I get my thumb ready on the horn. Because as soon as it turns green, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay on the horn. You cut me off. You're in such a hurry. And what happens? Just as I saw. The light turns green. She doesn't move. And I go, you know, honk on the horn. <laughs> And for a second it works, and she's like, oh, no, and looks up at the light and starts to, you know, go. And then she realizes it's the person she just cut off, so brake taps me, flips me the bird, and then goes speeding off to, you guessed it, another red light because it's Brighton. I make my turn, and my wife's next to me. Why did you have to do that? I'm just like, I know. And I've, I've mellowed out as a driver. I just, I don't, I used to be bad like that. You cut me off. Like, I, I would ride on people's tails. I do all that kind of thing. I am far from an aggressive driver anymore. I just cruise. I don't have time for that. I don't want to deal with it. And you never know who you're getting 
Um, and right, you see these road rage incidents. You never know who you're making mad. But yesterday I was feeling it a little bit. I have to confess, I was on my worst behavior behind the wheel. With the whole family in the car, too. Can you believe it? But what, what are you? Are you the driver who's cutting me off? Are you the person who's letting everything go? Or are you a selective uh, jerk, we'll say, like me, who picks your spots to uh, nudge along? 803-0930 to join me here on WBEN. Uh, Drew is in Tonawanda. All right, Drew, what kind of driver are you? Um, I'm actually in Lackawanna, but um, I'm a, uh, I don't know, I, I'm a, like a kind of, I like to keep it moving. Like there's like, I hate when, I hate when people stop and like, um, you know, they got to check something out. Like when a, when a cop has somebody pull over on the throughway, they got to, you know, slow down to 43 and it's just completely unnecessary and, and it stops everything. But in terms of your, uh, I don't mind somebody cutting me off for the greater good to, you know, if they got somewhere to go, not cutting me off per se, but just speeding around me in the turning lane. I probably wouldn't think anything like that, but cutting me off, like if she got super close, then yeah, I, I could a hundred percent see your frustration, but I'm the same person that, you know, if I'm in a hurry, I'll pass somebody in the passing lane. I'm not going to lie, but um, you know, cutting it off is where it comes to the point where, yeah, you got to hit the, you got to hit the horn and, you know, get some kind of gesture. So I'm 100, percent you know, on your side there. You sound like me, Drew. Where you would rather, and this is how I am. I would rather drive longer um, in distance and time than sit in traffic, even if I know going somewhere else is going to take me even longer than sitting in the traffic, just because I have to keep moving. Correct. Yep. 100. <laughs> percent That is that is me to a T. <laughs> I was uh, coming home from a uh, from a wake uh, a few years back, and I and I drove one of one of the immediate family members. I was married into the family, and uh, the immediate family's family's house was right around the corner. And he said, "Hey, could you give me a ride to my parents?" I go, "Yeah, that's no problem." So it was on the back roads. Um, their their house was only like a mile and a half down the back roads, and I took the throughway because it was like nine in the morning and it was, the throughway was wide open. Um, basically I was going from William street, uh, the funeral home on William street, right off the exit, basically, um, to the Clinton Bailey area. Now you could obviously take William itself all the way up there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I hopped on the throughway and took me like at least five or six minutes less than everybody. And he laughed at me. He goes, you're going on the throughway. He goes, I would have never thought to do that. And I'm like, it's, 100% 100% quicker. I'm like, there's no reason to be. I just hate being in the car. My whole life's on the road. So <laughs> you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. Yeah. Um, and I understand yeah. that. And uh, Drew, thanks for the call. Uh, 8030930 if you want to join me here on WBEN. I am I, like that person. You got to keep moving. And I have, you know, I, I pass people all the time. I pass people in the passing lane. And I'll admit, you know, I'm not like a perfect driver. I'll pass people in the right hand lane sometimes on the thruway. You're not supposed to do that. But sometimes it's just it's the way the traffic works out and right hand, uh, you know, around a truck or something like that. It's boom. You got to do it. The, the thing that got me here is like I'm not even, you know, you again, you pass me whatever. It's just you're passing me in. It's not two lanes, right? You're passing me illegally. 
if I have to put on my hat for a second, right? But like, you're passing me for like no reason. That's the part. Like, there's I'm I'm going the speed you would expect anybody to go down a road that I I can't imagine unless you're an ambulance. I I can't imagine you're in much of a hurry to get down at that time of day. And even if you do pass me, like I mentioned, you're going to be sitting at at least two red lights on your way from where we were to uh, down to Delaware, if that's how far you're going. So it's it's that part, it's that what I call hilarious part of it that it, it just doesn't make any sense why you would do it. <laughs> you know, I that's the part that got me a little, you know, well... And of course, you know, and to see somebody pass you like that, immediately stop at a red light. It's like when somebody, when it's uh, snowing like crazy outside and somebody passes and you're going a perfectly fine, maybe you're going the speed limit and somebody tries to zoom by you in the middle of a snowstorm and you get that feeling like, yeah, I'll be seeing you down the road here. Not you. One of us will be on the road, not you. It's that kind of feeling, like, oh, you're zooming by me, and oh, hey, fancy meeting you here. Who would have thought that as you uh, went by me like uh, Lewis Hamilton, we'd both end up at this red light together? Funny how that works. So, yeah, I was ready for that to turn green, her to not be paying attention, and me to get on the horn there. But, I mean, are you... Are you a person who uses... My wife is the complete opposite of me. She will not use the horn at all ever. And that's if I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I I have to, like, bury my head in my phone or something when my wife is driving out in the passenger seat. And it's not because she's a bad driver at all. But just when you get in a situation like that and I'm not in control behind the wheel, I can't handle it. And she doesn't use the horn. And I'm just like, ah. I've reached over once and uh, pressed the horn when she was driving and got smacked in the face. That's You don't do that. I learned the hard way. Bill, you're on WBEN. All right, Bill. Uh, what kind of driver are you? I'm a former taxi driver. And I feel like I know most of the rules of the road. Um, I just heard you saying how on the throughway you actually uh, had to pass people on the right, which you considered wrong. I just wanted you and your listeners to know recently, the past couple of years, New York State Driver's Handbook has changed. And it does read that you are allowed to pass on the right-hand side when safe to do so, only because New York State now realizes there's these morons that just stay in the <laughs> left-hand lane. They just know I drive up and down 90 all the time. There are people who just considered the left hand, their passing lane, their lane. And they do 63, 65 miles an hour in the passing lane. Bill, is that, uh, you mentioned it's in the handbook now. They made the change. Is that the moron addendum in the handbook? This was a couple of years ago. In fact, I kept a a copy in my glove compartment just in case because I actually had a cop once pull me over for passing somebody on the right, going over the white line. My mother, who was an attorney, had borrowed her book, The Motor Vehicle, State Law, and you can't are allowed to pass on the right 
to go over the white solid white line when safe to do so and it doesn't impede with anything, yes, you can pass on the right. And I brought this, I copied the uh, page, I brought it to court, and the, cop, the judge threw it out. But, hey, Bill, thanks for the call. Hey, good to know. I, di- I didn't know that. I was always told it was wrong. Somebody uh, asking, was it a red equinox? Well, yes, it was. Is that you? Because I'm talking about you. What kind of driver are you? 8030930. Uh, Brian Mazarowski. I'll be right back here after the news on WBEM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That's right. It's Brian Mazeroski back here with you on WBEN talking about your driving habits after I, uh, you know, I was a jerk yesterday. I knew it. I try to be very mellow behind the wheel. I've really mellowed out over the years. I just kind of go with the flow, take my time. I, you know, drive uh, somewhat aggressively. We all have a different definition of that word, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking to keep moving, right? I'm not going to be the slowest car on the road by any uh, stretch of the means, but I am more mellow. I'm not using the horn as much. I'm not getting angry. I'm not riding on people's tails or anything like that. I I know to take my time as I uh, get a little older behind the wheel. So what kind of driver are you? 803-0930. Before we uh, talk a little bit more, let's go to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, you're on WBEN. All right. What kind of driver are you, Charlotte? Well, I am a... um I have a CDL. I've been driving school bus since 97. I took my regular license back in 1969. And from when I had to take the permit test for my CDL, a lot of things changed that people aren't aware of. And uh, I think every now and then we should read a regular driver's manual for like a, a a 16-year-old would get their road test yeah. <laughs> uh, because there is things that we do not know Charlotte, unless you take another exam. Yes, Charlotte, it should be uh, reading. It's not that thick of a book either, right? I, I only no, need not. I only need one page read in that book, Charlotte, <laughs> and that is the four-way stop. It's pretty clear. You read that book before you take the permit, what you do. It's not that hard. And yet nobody knows. You, you, two people go to the four-way stop at the same time. It's like, 
everyone's looking at each other like we landed on Mars. And that's the problem is people don't know. And what I like about you when you know there's a power outage, WBEN always describes, make sure that if the um, signal light is not working, it's a four-way step. People just think, oh, it's not working. I don't have to stop, and they just go right through it. Or, Charlotte, the thing I always, and thanks for the call uh, so much, I always laugh when Alan says that. I'm like, oh, treat it as a four-way stop. I'm like, Alan, there's a problem. No one knows what uh, what to do with a four-way stop. Have you have you been on the roads? Because that's I, I go to a four-way stop, and everyone's waving each other on, and, you know, no no one knows what to do. I, I could go through it, but it's bad radio. No, the person on the right goes, or the person who got there first. If you both get in the same time, it's the person to the right goes through. Don't play the wave game. If someone waves, I just go, thank you, and see ya. I'm not sitting here for another five minutes more than I need to. But that's about as aggressive as I get on the roads. As I say, I stay pretty mellow, except for last night when I laid on the horn on uh, that lady who cut me off going down Brighton. Going where? I have no idea. Vroom, you know, over someone said, how can someone in an equinox, uh, you know, vroom past you and uh, rev up? I mean, when the speed limit's like 30, it's not, you know, again, we weren't doing this on Sheridan or uh, the boulevard or uh, on the 290 even. Uh, but, you know, that's what happens. I get a little annoyed at some people who, um, you know, on the roads when somebody starts riding my tail. And I'll, so I, I never used to do this. I always used to be. Left lane all the time, speeding through, you know, going fast. And now I'm just, you know, whatever. I don't care. Um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be in – sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll just be in the right lane and I'll just cruise. And cruising for me is like five over the speed limit. Generally, it's what I'm going. And to me, if I'm in the far right lane on the 290 or, you know, wherever it might be, and I'm going five over the speed limit, and you're riding up behind me to pass me. Just, I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with me going five over in the far right hand. That's what it's there for, people going at speed. And that's when I get a little annoyed. Just, you know, pass me already. People driving in your blind spot, that passes me, right? Or, or that uh, annoys me. Just, you know, pass me or don't. What are you doing here? Don't just ride where I can't see you. And then now my new number one thing that annoys me and that I would, um, and I don't know, maybe the uh, the rules on this are changed or they're different by municipality, but this would be my plea to police officers if you're uh, looking for some extra paperwork around the neighborhood, is people who park right in front of stop signs. It's always my understanding that you just weren't supposed to do that. But I see it all the time. It happens on my street, and it just creates a problem because then, Someone's parked right in front of a stop sign. Now you have to go in like the middle of the road. Sometimes the road's not big enough for everybody. Someone's trying to go forward. There's not enough room for all the cars, and it just creates a whole thing. And, you know, sometimes you pull up to a stop sign. It takes you a second. Oh, there's no one in that car. They're just right at the at the stop sign. Uh, so that's my biggest annoyance right now. If you're looking to issue some tickets, I would just stop signs. Let's, uh, let's uh, wrap them up here. Uh, Joe Beamer is joining me live in studio. He'll be in for David Bellavia coming up next. I'll tell you, I've been guilty of beeping at the person who was not yeah, in the car. Doesn't, and- doesn't surprise me, <laughs> guilty of beeping at no one. So I have uh, said I've mellowed out as a driver. Yes. Mostly because it's just I, very rarely I, I, I try and leave with enough time. If I'm late to something, 
by a few minutes. I don't care. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to ever be in a rush. I've got, you know, half the time I got a kid in the car. You know, I'm, what am I driving recklessly for? I right. Get, Very responsible. There's better things. I'm sitting there. I'm enjoying listening to whatever I'm listening to. There's no reason to get heated and get over aggravated while I'm behind the wheel, which is why yesterday kind of stood out to me. You know, maybe that used to be uh, once a week. Uh, now it's very rare that I do something like that. Joe, you strike me as the exact opposite. You know, I'm trying to be more like you, Brian. And I said we've had this discussion off the air. I'm trying to be more like you. I'm trying to make my driving more responsible. But unlike you, I usually don't leave with enough time. And I, you know, I'm going somewhere where I need to be there on time. And I don't like being late. And I let that get to me. Uh, usually anything that's happened, now there are the instances like what happened to you yesterday uh, where someone will get on my nerves and then that will make me the reckless driver to respond to the reckless driver. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, see, now here's the thing. I, I, you did not become I a take, reckless driver. I take uh, issue with the, not that you said anything wrong here, but you said like what happened to you? Like I'm, you know, no, nothing, nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to me. I just got annoyed behind the wheel. You right. know, someone, nothing well, that this happened. Person, you got annoyed. This person cut me off. They didn't, you know, do anything like crazy. They did something stupid to me because they're cutting me off going down to a red light. You right. Know, I, that's that's the stupid part. That, uh, but you know, nothing. It's not like a some great offense. Like no one was harmed, and uh, I'm not one of the people who you hear every now and then. Like anything that offends me is like the the worst thing in the world. Um, but. It, it is just something I don't really do anymore is react to that. And, you know, part of that is because you don't know who you're reacting to. You could be totally in the right in a situation on the road. You lay on your horn or you flip a bird or you do something like that. You have no idea who right. you're doing that to nowadays. That's right. And I'm trying to not react, right? I'm trying not to react on the road. I'm, you know, um, I'm... I'm trying not to be the guy who gets somewhere in record time and then brags about it, right? I'm, I'm hoping that that won't happen this season going to Tech. You won't get texts from me. Hey, I got here in seven hours this time. You know, just take my time. Be a safe driver. I am trying. Brian, as I try to mature in all aspects of life, the one that's going to be the most difficult for me, and you know this because it's been an issue for me forever, uh, is addressing it on the road and not letting me be annoyed affect how I'm physically driving and maybe not use the horn as much. Like when I'm averaging one horn use every other day, it's probably time to start looking at me. I would say you do more than that. You, dr you like drive like, um, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I'll uh, be talking. My, I have a friend who lives in New York city and sometimes we'll be on the phone and you know, a lot of times you're on the phone with somebody, now you're in the car. You know, you're using the whatever set that's in your car and hands-free. And it's always funny if I'm talking to him while he's driving, I'll hear that horn beep all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's in New York City. You're just hearing, it's like him beeping, like, and it's just like a whole new world. You drive like you're in New York City <laughs> while you're in western New York. Yeah, right. When there's, like, with no... Open road. <laughs> yeah, open roads, very little traffic. Very no reason. No, the the thing that you it's um, you drive this way. I know a lot of people who drive this way, um, and I try not to drive this way. It's very easy for me to drive this way in the new car because I can just boom like right away. You are a stop and start driver. Like your foot is either all the way down to the floor on the pedal or all the way down to the floor on the brake. Yes, it's like you hit a stop sign and you're stopping. 
two inches before you are about to be in the intersection and you're like slamming on it. And then when you go, it's like you're uh, taking off in the Tesla rocket ship. Yes. Yeah. That's And I'm trying to change that. <laughs> but like and believe me, a... driving like that costs you a lot of money. And I don't mean with tickets. I mean wear and tear on your car. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not a great thing for the car. <laughs> no. To be doing that. You should if you should drive a stick. Yeah, I've I've tried to learn, but it would you know you it, it would. That's it would how I mean alleviate that a little. Yeah, bit. you have to slow down. You have to, you can't speed right Is up. Is that part of the problem? That automatic every everyone drives. Like, am I going to sound like the oldest person in the world right now? You know what the problem is? No one drives a stick shift anymore. It's <laughs> probably because I, I feel a lot of people our age and younger drive like I do, or at least at one point drive. Most people our age have done this thing called maturing. I'm trying to do it, um, but I think everyone has that phase in their life where they might, uh, you know, as you told me, I can't really drive an EV because. Uh, oh, the way you drive <laughs> to drive that. I mean, because you take off, you would be like, I, you know. Yeah. It would be crazy. I'd have to adjust. I, I would be like the handle is in your car for a reason. That thing that up there you hang the uh, hangers on and you're like, why is there a handle in the uh, passenger seat for yeah. someone? To, it's for when that happens. I know. I uh, uh, a lot of times your life. A lot of times passengers will will, will hold onto that handle. Like on the subway. You're trying to keep your yep. balance. Yep. <laughs> even though you're seated. <laughs> Driving back, uh, driving back from the beach, I, I think you know there were a few times where I saw my wife's hand go up to that thing. I go, okay, okay, I'll slow it down. I've got to slow it down. I, but you know, I it's all about mellowing out with me. I used to be that person who, all right, someone's uh, getting on me a little bit, even though I'm going over the speed limit, and uh, you know, there's a truck nearby. I mean, this is me in my teenage years. I would be on the thruway just driving at speed with the truck so whoever was riding up on me couldn't get past you know i i would jerk moves like that i used to do oh all the time oh all the yeah you know and this is something that until recently i did i tried not to do it driving back from the beach a few weeks ago but uh someone pat you know is trying to pass you and i'm going no 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 and then you speed up so they can't pass you i'm just trying hey just get around me just go i'm trying to just hey take it easy we'll get there when we get there. And it's not just like taking it easy for taking it easy's sake. Right? No, like, it's to be I'm, responsible, to I'm, be safe. I'm not, um, I don't want to give the impression that I'm like piddling around in the car, just like lollygagging, which, because that annoys me too. I'm, I'm just keeping my cool head and not uh, going crazy over every idiot driver that I see right. uh, like I might have used to. You know, yes. my, I'm giving my finger a break. On both hands, uh, by you know being able to do that, your pinky finger, as you said, yes. Uh, but it because the other thing annoys me when you have people who are a little too mellow. Uh, you have to like most things in life. You drive with a purpose, yes. right? Like just, I, I love the old Nike. Just do it. Like that. That should be. It's like my motto for almost everything. Like just do it. And you're driving. Drive with a purpose. Just do it. You know, you're going, I need to go from point A to point B, and I'm going to go. And then you always are around people in cars. Parking lots are like this, that are just like, oh, like they have no idea what's going on. They're sitting waiting for nothing in particular, or it's, what are you doing here? Like, make a decision. Just do it. Go Park your car where it's supposed to be. Move your car wherever you want it to move. <laughs> yeah. Just do something here. Like, uh, let's uh, spring to action. 
just a little bit. Yeah, I've I've gotten to the point now in parking lots where I'll just avoid all that and I'll park far away and just walk in. You know, I don't. Oh, I'm gonna wait for this person to come out. Now this person stole my spot. Parking lots are another one that used to really annoy me. Now, hey, there's an open spot. I could use the walk. I do that all the time now too. I'm exactly the same way. I used to, you know, front parking spot, absolutely was great. No, I yep. park way in the back. I am. It bugs me sometimes. You see the person parked way in the back who takes up four parking spots. Oh yeah, they of really don't want anyone to park next to them. <laughs> it's like, all right, buddy. You know, it's a Corolla. Like, let's <laughs> let's chill out here. Uh, but no, I'll park way in the back because it is. If I got a kid with me or something, it's easier to have more room when you're trying to. You don't want to be uh, tightly packed into anywhere when you're getting a kid in a car seat, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'll park way in the back. I'll do that. I don't want to deal with it. I'm mellowed out just a little bit, which is why yesterday just uh, – and somebody – I don't know if you've noticed this, Joe. Okay. There's a couple of people on the text board have said, by, uh, said that it's – and this was a woman yesterday – said that women drivers – are much more aggressive than men nowadays. And I can't say that I've noticed that one way or another. I don't see – I'm very progressive. I don't see gender behind Right, no. I, but uh, I, uh, I don't know if I would say that one way or another. In my personal experience, like if you're going to compare me to my wife, I would say that's not true. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. Would, do you see that? You're no. on the road more than me. Yeah, no, and when we go places, my wife usually drives more than me, except for on long trips, and let me tell you, she is not an aggressive driver, because I usually have to say, there are eight car lengths for you to go and take that left turn. Will you please take the left turn? No, no, I'll wait for this other car. I'll wait for this car. So she is the complete opposite. <laughs> if there's two car lengths, I'm pulling out. I'm on that street. My, um, <laughs> if we're, you know, uh, nitpicking our wife's uh, driving, we could do a whole show on that, um, if I'm going to do that. She will wait until actually making the lane switch or turn or looking to get off uh, somewhere to use the signal and then, like, expect that the cars in the lane to the right know that she needs to get over <laughs> to, like, get off an exit ramp without using the signal. I'm like, no, you, the signal is to let yes. people know that I you need to, to get into this lane, then they won't drive up right next to you right yeah if there's no signal they think you're just there <laughs> like, for the long haul you got to use it yeah like it's that's the reason it's there and uh, <laughs> like that's the one thing and i'm sure uh, we can get her on the phone she'd say a million things about me like yesterday when i was uh spitting and <laughs> swearing i think you were justified though i was it was a jerk move because you know i uh, some people had the wrong impression who were commenting that this person was like waiting a while when this light turned green as soon as that light yeah. turned green, I was, I mean, they were, they didn't go right away, which, you know, you would expect by someone cutting you off. Um, they didn't see it turn green right away, but I, I saw it. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as that thing turned green, I made sure that I was going to honk. This person was going to look up. <laughs> oh no, it's green. And then realize, wait, this person's being a jerk. I love um, it. So I love that it. Was, that was me. 
Um, all right. Well, Joe, you're, what's coming on uh, next? Well, filling in for David Bellavia, 10 to 2. Uh, David will actually join us off the top to talk about the uh, announcement of the airstrike yesterday that killed uh, the Al-Qaeda leader. We'll talk with him about that. And also, where we stand on the war on terror. We'll also take your calls on that at 803-0930. And then, Brian, something I've talked about. I had a wake-up call at the doctor's office last week. And uh, quite embarrassing, but I think there's a lot of people that can relate, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And we have a biker on the other side of the glass. We're going to talk about drivers not respecting the bike lane. All that and much more. All right. So all that's I'll, I'll kick you off, Joe. You mean the war on where people stand the war on terror. Yes, I am. I'm against terror. There it is. So, all right. Uh, One kick, vote. Kick you off um, <laughs> against it. All right. Joe Beamer's coming up after the news. Uh, thanks for listening here on WBen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.